Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray that you will use this city as a tool of witness in the lives of those who are struggling to live godly for you. I pray that it will bring deliverance and set the captive free. Lord, as it goes beyond the prison walls, the highway and byways, that it will compel those to come unto you. Lord, those that are struggling, that they'll begin to live victoriously. And Lord, when that race is over and it is all finished, Lord, they can come unto you and you will say, Well done, thy good and faithful servant. In Jesus' name. have a couple of passages of scripture that I'd like to share with you. If you were to go to the New Testament in the book of Ephesians, the second chapter, verses 1 through 9, and then also 1 Corinthians, the first chapter, verse 26 through 29. We're going to start with Ephesians, the second chapter, verse number 1. And you have he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sins, where in times past you walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience, among whom also we all had our conversation in times past in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. Everybody say, but God. But God. but God, who is rich in mercy for his great love wherewith he loved us, even when we were dead in sin, have quickened us together with Christ. By grace ye are saved. And have raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places, in Christ Jesus, that in the ages to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness toward us through Christ Jesus. For by grace are ye saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. If you would, could you please turn to 1 Corinthians, first chapter, verse 1 through 20, 27 through 29. Everybody say, but God. But God have chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. God have chosen the weak things of the world to confound the things which are mighty and abase things. In other words, insignificant things of the world and the things which are despised hath God chosen. See, you're selected. Yea, and the things which are not to bring to naught things that are. That no flesh should glory. In other words, you won't be able to boast and say you did it. That no flesh should glory in his presence. Eternal God, we are grateful once again to be in your presence. And in your presence, there is a fullness of joy. And Lord, I pray today, God, that I be found decreasing as we watch you increase in this place. 
Lord, moving from the four walls to, Lord, the media platforms that we have in Facebook and YouTube and Anchor. We pray that somebody that is watching today will, Lord, get a revelation of God, who you are, and how they need you in their life. Now, Lord, if you would, please lend me, your servant, your anointing. For it is through your anointing, Lord, that, Lord, the blind eyes are open, the deaf ears hear, and people are saved. And when everything is said and done, and people that have never repented, repent. People that have never been baptized in Jesus' name will be baptized in Jesus' name. And if they've never been filled with heaven's Holy Ghost, that, Lord, you fill them full to overflowing. And when all these things are said and done, we'll remember to give you the glory, the honor, and the praise that everyone say in Jesus' name. Before you're seated, I just want to invite your attention back to Ephesians 2 and verse 4. But God, who is rich in mercy for his great love wherewith he loved us. I want to take two words out of this scripture, and this is the thought. But God. I understand why you said that because but is a conjunction. So we have to find out the function of it. But this message today is but God. Many of you may not know it, but that word but is one of my favorite words in the Bible. Throughout the scriptures, we see but God or but Christ or but when. Something was lost, but now it is found. Something was dead, but is now alive. A person was blind, but now they see. There was no way out, but God made a way. <laughs> I wish I could get me somebody right there to get excited. How God makes ways. <laughs> Glory be to God. That word, but, found in scripture often introduces the message of a gracious and compassionate intervention of God. This simple phrase captures the nature of our God. He renews, he redeems, he resurrects, he restores, he makes all things new again. All seem lost, then we hear, but God. He intervenes. He saves. Can I get me a few witnesses out there and say, yes, he did it. He did it for me. Know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God? Be not deceived, neither fornicators, nor adulterers, nor adulterers, nor infeminate, nor abusers of themselves with mankind, nor thieves, nor covetousness, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners shall inherit the kingdom of God. And such were some of you. Somebody say, I, I belong to that club. <laughs> I, I once was in that club. I might have even been the president. It says, and such were some of you. But watch this. But <laughs> ye were washed. But ye are sanctified, but ye are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus by the spirit of God. That's found in 1 Corinthians 6, 9 through 11. If you would allow me, permit me, if you please, 
to say it this way. Every one of us, whether we admit it or not, can say we've all had our but God moment. <laughs> uh -huh. that, that's why you're sitting here right now today. Our but God moment allowed us to step into a new path of hope. That's why as Christians we have both a but God moment and we also have a in order that. <laughs> Let me just say right here, I, I thought I had me maybe one or two, maybe three or four people that could really understand what it means but God. Had it not been for the Lord on my side, I, I had to really go back and recognize but God in situations in my life. I, I was a young lad, a, a child, a, a, a probably well, a toddler maybe, but my mother tells me that when I was that young, I got into the medicine and I took enough medicine to kill a horse and I was just a little child. They had to take me, rush me, put all kind of things inside of me, IVs, and I can honestly say, but God <laughs> knew I had an in order that moment. I had not only that experience, but I never forget when I grew up and I was probably in my teens and my mother had a, a, a friend, a boyfriend, and he had guns in the house. And one day I found myself in the closet and I got one of his uh, handguns and I was close to the kitchen. I'll never forget. I, I'm standing there and I had the gun. I'm looking right down the barrel. And, and just for a second, a split second, I moved it. And when I moved it, the gun said, bow. I could hear my mother with a blood curdling scream, Terry. I said, yeah, mom. She said, what are you doing? I, I said, I, I'm just playing with that blank gun. She ran in the kitchen, snatched the gun. She said, blank gun. She said, look. And she showed me in where the clock was. Right lodged by the clock was the bullet. But God. <laughs> See, I, I've had these but God moments in my life. When we were in Fulda, Germany, I'll never forget. It was my wife and myself and Nikisha at the time was our only child. And we really tried our best to live by faith. But I'll never forget, we came to a place where we had totally ran out of food. My wife, she went and prepared the table like we had food coming. I remember we sat down, we bowed our head, and we prayed. No food on the plate. All of a sudden, the doorbell rang. When we went to the doorbell, the postman was there, and he handed us a check. How many of you know we ate real good that day? I'm telling you, but God, because he knew I would have a in order that moment. Paul, he's going to drop knowledge, if you please. He's going to enlighten the Ephesians. But God is the theme in every believer's life. Somebody ought to say amen right there. Also, Paul emphasized the theme of salvation by grace through faith in Christ Jesus. First, Paul describes the process of salvation as the result of God's grace through faith. If you would allow me, I'd like to read to you the same uh, scriptures in Ephesians 2, 1 through 10. However, i like to read it from the Amplified Bible. And you he made alive... When you were spiritually dead 
separated from him because of your transgressions and sins in which you once walked. You were following the ways of this world, influenced by this present age in accordance with the prince of the power of the air, Satan. The spirit who is now at work in the disobedient, the unbelieving, who fight against the purposes of God. Among these unbelievers, we all once lived in the passion of our flesh, our behavior governed by the sinful, indulging desire of human nature without the Holy Ghost or the Holy Spirit and the impulses of the sinful mind. Verse 4, we were by nature, that was the Adamic nature that we were born with. Under that nature, we were under the sentence of God's wrath, just like the rest of mankind. But God, being so very rich in mercy, because of his great and wonderful love with which he loved us, even when we were spiritually dead, and separated from him because of our sins, he made us spiritually alive together with Christ. For by his grace, his undeserved favor and mercy, you've been saved from God's judgment. He raised us up together with him when we believed and sat us with him in the heavenly places because we are in Christ Jesus. And he did this so that in the ages to come, he might clearly show the immeasurable and unsurpassed riches of his grace in his kindness toward us in Christ Jesus by providing for our redemption. For it is by grace God's remarkable compassion and favor drawing you to Christ that you've been saved actually delivered from judgment and given eternal life through faith and this salvation is not of yourselves not through your own effort but it is undeserved gracious gift of God not as a result of your works nor your attempts to keep the law so that no one will be able to boast or to take credit. I did it my way. That's how I got here. Mm -mm. No, you did it through the grace of God. No one can get credit for it's his salvation. In verse number 10, we are his workmanship. Now, please get a hold of this. His own master his own masterwork, a work of art. I don't know if you've ever had the pleasure to see an artist at work. I'm blessed to have one of my children, uh, Terrell. He is a very gifted and talented artist. But it's something, and Minister Prescott, you can probably uh, relate to this, it's something when an artist is creating their work, when they're doing their masterpiece. And when they're working with that piece, they're conscious of every little detail. They're conscious when something is not quite right. And when you look at an artist, he will look at it one way, but you'll look at it another. And you'll say, man, that's a nice piece of artwork. He said, nah, 
not finished yet. Just real quickly, it reminds me of my brother, Neil Mellix. Many of you were here that uh, anniversary, a few anniversaries ago, he presented me with a beautiful portrait of my mother. That portrait took years <laughs> in making. And it's all because he is one of those perfectionists. Artists, they look at their masterpiece. They look at their artwork. We were created in Christ Jesus, reborn from above, spiritually transformed, renewed, ready to be used for God's work, which God prepared for us beforehand, taking paths he set so that we would walk in them, living the good life which he prearranged and made ready for us. I want to stop there because there are so many accounts in the Bible where we can look at and say, but God, but God. Had it not been for God, how the outcome would have totally been just the opposite. And one of the accounts, and I'll just read verse number 20 of the 50th chapter of Genesis, and many of you are aware and know that account, but let me just simply say what it says. But as for you, you thought evil against me, but God. <laughs> there we go. But God meant it unto good to bring to pass as it is this day to save much people alive. And we know the plight. We know what he had to go through. Joseph had to go through a series of events before he could actually be able to say these words. But God understood what he was going to go through he understood what he was going to be dealing with and the scripture says in Romans 8 and 28 and we know that all things work together for good to them that love God to those who are the called according to his purpose see when God has a purpose and a plan for you it will always include a but God moment and in order that moment you and I brothers and sisters Paul and all who have been rescued by God have an in order that. In other words, a purpose in Christ. We, we were redeemed not just for something, but to something. Not just from a sinful past, but so that we might love, glorify, and proclaim Jesus Christ to a lost and dying world. Please, brothers and sisters, guests and or visitors, and all of you out there in the media platform, let's not get it twisted. Yes, there is a pandemic and people are dying, but in the midst of that, God is having a revival. I said God is having a revival in the midst of a pandemic. Folk are still repenting. Folk are still being baptized in Jesus' name. Folk are still being filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost, with the evidence of speaking in other tongues as the Spirit of God gives utterance. Why? But God says it is so. It's going to happen in spite of all what we see and what we hear. But as I said before, he did all of that, and, and I, I need to make sure you understand that we were redeemed, not just for something, but to something. Not just for, to say, man, I used to live a, 
a life of sin. No, now it is to promote the love and glorification of God and proclaim Jesus Christ to others. Peter puts it this way in my closing, which in times past were not a people, but are now the people of God. Can anybody identify with that? There was a time where you couldn't even get us to look at a church, more or less, <laughs> come into a church and sit down because we were not then the people of God. But now we are the people of God, which had not obtained mercy. Not back then, but now have obtained mercy. And this is in order that. You see why he let you go through all of that? In order that you might proclaim the excellency of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Anybody excited about being brought up out of darkness? Many of us, we were slipping into darkness, never to see the ray of light again. But because Jesus did what he did on Calvary, it gave us an opportunity to have this experience. And now that we have this experience, it is our responsibility, it is our job as the child of God to proclaim the excellency of him who called us out of darkness into his marvelous light, but God. But God. Those two words are powerful, especially when you reflect on your life. As we are closing, I would like everyone to bow their heads. I'd like everyone to close your eyes and just reflect on your but God experience. I know I wasn't lying when I said everyone, every man, woman, boy, and girl in here has had this experience where had it not been for the Lord on our side, but God intervening, in situations. That, that's why that car didn't run you down. That's why when you made that left and the car came barreling through the red light, you were spared. But God! There are all of those but God moments. And all we have to do is think of the goodness of Jesus and all that he's done for us. We should be rejoicing right now that he's granted us, that he's given us another opportunity, a second chance, if you please. If it had not been for the Lord on my side, where would I be? Thank you, Father. I got to give you thanks. Because, Lord, everything that you have done, I didn't look at it now. I thank you, Lord, for the release of every chain. Everywhere I go, God, I gotta give you praise because you have heard my cry. We have been smothered by the grace of God and it has brought us joy. Therefore, Lord, we was able to make a joyful noise in this city. We have learned to forgive and with that in mind, God, I just can't stop praising you. In the name of Jesus, we give you praise. Amen.